0: Start the, show. You talk the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the authors. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion
1: and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, municipality, individual, or anyone or anything.
0: He's a surgeon, he's a hundred ton boat captain, he's a lieutenant on Seaside Heights Beach Patrol in New Jersey. He's a member of the Coast Guard Auxiliary He's Dr. Michael Kachmar. Need answers to your medical questions? We have them. Listen in to hear latest on medical topics related to all that and more. No, my mistake. Hello, okay. everyone. This is uh, Dr. Michael Kachmar. This is Lifeguards Off Duty with Dr. Michael Kachmar. Today's date is October 14th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, we have a special guest today. Scott, we're going to introduce him in a second, but I, we have um, also today Tyler, not Tyler, Sean. Sean Tyler's not here, excuse me. <laughs> Tyler's not here, Sean is here. I'm so used to saying, you know, that spot. I have, I, know. On my, I have it on my keyboard here. Anyway, I don't know where Tyler is. He's working. He's delivering pizza or something. Slinging, like <laughs> singing, Yeah, so um, so uh, Scott, can you introduce yourself? Uh, let us know a little bit, you know, who you are, where you are, what you've been doing, uh, you know, for all these years and where your lifeguard out? That's the most important thing. Well hey
1: everybody good day Scott Ruddle from well I live in London, Ontario, Canada. Wow uh, just uh, north if you think London's kind of located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. Wow so if you're traveling across the border there and lived here since 1998 and uh, I'm a full-time paramedic in the city of London working on the the ambulance. And I moved to London, and I've been a lifeguard since all the way back in 1986, I got certified as a pool lifeguard. Uh, around uh, 96, I took my waterfront lifeguard certificate, and in 98, when I moved down here, I started working with the Grand Bend Beach Patrol on Lake Huron, one of the five great lakes, uh, so that's 20 just finished off summer number 25 working part-time on the beach patrol Congratulations. when I was uh... wow thanks man. yeah uh, other lifeguard stuff let's see I was certified down in Costa Rica as a surf lifeguard and back in 2008 I took the certification to do water park uh, lifeguarding as well dealing with the wave pools and slides and flume rides. Uh, I've, uh, I've worked with the Ontario branch of the Life Saving Society as a lifeguard instructor, a lifeguard examiner, uh, water safety auditor. Uh, I teach the patrol rider course, which is how to use uh, PWCs as a rescue platform, uh, competed in both regional, provincial, national, and international lifeguard competitions. Uh, one of the first international ones I was to was down in uh, 2002, down in Daytona, Florida. Uh, traveled to Italy in 2004 and to Australia in 2006 to compete in the master's division. Wow. I like to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's two types of competitors out there. There's the athletes who are lifeguards, and then there's the lifeguards who try and be athletes for a yeah. day out there on the beach, yeah. if you ask me.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Swift water rescue training. And yeah,
0: that's a long yeah, list of
1: kind of a Scott. Damn, yeah, wow. <laughs> What's a long? It's a long career lifeguarding too, Sean. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's uh, we we you know we live and breathe it. So it's it's uh, I'm, I'm a physician, but I, but I probably like I I think if I had my way, I'd say first I'm a lifeguard. You know, and uh, I've been I got you beat. I started in '76, so you know I started uh, at a pool uh, maybe '75, and then I went to the ocean in '77. Actually, '77, but. Um, I got so many questions to ask you because, you know, where you lifeguard? Um, it, you know, I mean, it's it's a lake, but it's really not. It's like, it's, I mean, I'm very sure it has a lot of attributes or, uh, uh, you know, uh, conditions like the ocean. So uh, we got a couple questions that, you know, we, we want to ask you. I, first of all, um, you know, how, how, like we get, you know, cu- we have currents, you know, we'll have uh, hurricanes, you know, we have big ocean, we have rip currents. So how, how is the water there? Like, what did you have all of that? I mean, is there is there a current? Is there and since you
2: and since you did guard on the ocean, what is the differences like that you like can speak on?
0: No, oh, yeah,
1: well, I qualify that. I'm certified as, but I've never actually lifeguarded. I've competed in the ocean environment, mm-hmm. but I've never actually worked a, a lifeguarded beach down on on the saltwater environment. I'm still familiar? Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, so let's remember, like you got five great lakes. Lake Superior is the biggest one, uh, big enough to take down, you know, 730-foot ships. I mean, the Edmund Fitzgerald went down on a a November storm. Uh, you got Lake Michigan, which is the only great lake which is entirely within the continental U.S. Uh, They both kind of flow into Lake Huron, which is made up of Lake Huron and Georgian Bay, down through the Detroit River and into Lake Erie lake erie over niagara falls into lake ontario and then you're out the st lawrence seaway to the atlantic where i could launch a boat from my beach and end up down in the jersey shore if i wanted to
2: we actually wow. googled that before you came on and said, i wonder if you could get a boat from the ocean from the lake Herbots oh yeah. to, the, to the atlantic wow yeah i'd
1: have to go through a hell of a lot of locks or a big portage around niagara falls so, so
2: what are some hazards when dealing- that you guys have to yeah that you deal with
1: you yeah, so when, you, when you're dealing with a lake that is, I mean, if I took a, a shot from our beach on a northwest diagonal, I could end up over in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and that's about 200 miles of uh, wind fetch there. So if we get a northwest wind blowing on that angle and waves are produced by uh, wind strength, uh, how long duration it's blowing and over how much water it can blow we can end up with like seven, eight foot waves coming into our beach. And I think you guys made a mention in a previous podcast, the biggest difference though, is it's not an ocean swell that kind of, I mean, they do stack up sometimes, but we're on windblown fetch. So we get a wave period of only about four or five seconds. So it's wave, wave, wave hitting you. We do have sandbars and, and different ridges there out in the lakes. So yeah, we get lateral currents, We've got a, we call it a pier. I guess you guys would call it a jetty because it's a a solid structure that goes down to the lake bed that kind of guards the mouth of the river towards the marina near our beach. So we get a rip current forming there, a structural rip current, but we'll get flash little rips that kind of burst through sections of the sandbar. We don't get like the the traditional rips kind of between sandbars or coral heads or whatnot, although you get those little, you know, a couple or three waves pile up and then there's a great big flush of water going out and you get that little bit of a suck going on there um wave days are something we can mitigate a lot for because you know when they're big we can start changing flag colors kind of say hey let's keep you waist deep you know no deeper than that
2: would it come in like a period like it would only be like if it's windy for two to three hours is that only when the waves come or would it be all day
1: so as, as soon as the way the wind stops generating those waves then the waves are going to start dying down so then you're going to see the whole and it, if we're doing a you know a six to eight hour shift down there on the beach and let's say the wind blew all night but it was calm in the morning we'd have the four and five footers coming in up until about noon four to three till about you know three in the afternoon and then by the end that we're coming into the end of our shift we'd have you know maybe Two foot swells just kind of rolling in the remnants of what's going on.
0: Wow. What's the so? Um, what's the temperature of the water? Uh, you know, say in the summer and in winter. Like what's what's the what's the range of your temperature?
1: So we have a, a, a swim season pretty similar to you, somewhere around the twentieth of May, which is our, uh, our what they call the May two for the Victoria Day holiday weekend. It's kind of when cottagers start showing up in the area. The water is still probably only about 58, 60 degrees Fahrenheit then. Um, throughout the course of the summer, it can heat up till, oh, probably about 76.
0: Oh, so about what
1: we do uh, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then wow. it'll stay warm into the fall, which is really neat oh, wow. because now in, in the fall temperatures, the water can still be into December. I've been surfing in December in full wetsuit and hoodie and everything but the water is probably about four degrees although the air i'll have like ice pellets hitting me in the face yeah so yeah. it's wow. kind of a you, funny you, situation
0: now do you get like we get like right now we have um the bunker which is Manhattan. is they're going south and you got whales you know work uh, a lot of stripers and uh uh bluefish. you guys got what do you have what kind of wildlife you have in the water there
1: so, wildlife in the water. Uh, because we get ocean tankers that have come up through the the St. Lawrence Seaway, they've introduced invasive species. We have uh, zebra mussels. That's oh, kind yeah. of the one of the one of the bigger hazards to uh, beach patrons, just because the sharp shells they can cut right, your feet. They, if they won't take
0: your leg off or anything like that, though.
1: No, they... <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> No, nothing that big. I mean,
0: <laughs> you know, like when you work out swimming in the water, you're not worried about getting you know hit by a shark. Oh no, uh, no, okay. That's what I was no, saying. no
1: freshwater sharks. <laughs> I mean, and even even the big fish that they have. I mean, there's the odd odd story of like a a, a, a lake pike or or a musky coming up and you know going so, after somebody's toes. But
0: you guys get jellyfish and stuff like that, or, or no?
1: Nope, no jellyfish. Oh wow. Okay. So, but. So here's the neat thing: fresh water. We're limited to just you know trout, lake uh, pickerel, different, uh, and they're, they're still commercial fish. I mean, like we get freshwater lake sturgeon, which I is still been, a, right? an active fishery and stuff, and they're huge, but yeah. they're bottom feeders just on stuff. But the biggest difference that I can say between the ocean and the uh, freshwater environment is when I go swimming in the ocean, I usually float somewhere around my collarbone. You know, yeah. like I'll just yeah. because of my buoyancy in the salt water.
0: Right.
1: I'm in the fresh water. I'm in yeah. the skinny water. I'm floating just below my yeah. lip. Yeah. So when you're faced with all of those same currents, rip currents, a, a, a shorter wave period, and now you've got less flotation, we get people who are competitive swimmers. And oh, yeah, I was an ocean lifeguard and I'm out here. I had a friend come up and visit me from Australia. The first thing he did was. Walk out to the shoreline, dip his fingers in it, and taste it, and go, it's not salty. Yeah. And then get out and try and swim in it, and go, yeah. man, I'm, I'm I i can not throw anything. I just feel like I'm in thin air here. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah. fresh water. Yeah. Deal with it.
0: Yeah. And I think about, it, you know, so if you have a boat or something, uh, you don't have to worry about barnacles and stuff like that. It's not as much, or is it? You know, no. No.
1: No. Uh, algae and and zebra mussels, which are still yeah. a pain in the ass to go and scrape off if they're. There' an infestation in the river mouth there, but
0: so and, yeah. And, how, like in your beach now, like our beach, it changes, you know, you got, you got sandbars and things like that, but you know, our beach will go, you know, from, from the days there, it could go uh, from zero to 15, 20 feet, uh, you know, with maybe uh, less than 25 yards out. What kind of, what kind of gradual, and that's just our beach, you know, South uh, Cape May is a little different, Atlantic City is a little different, but how is it in, in uh, on your area? Is it all just pretty much the same, gradual, or is it, you say you have sandbars, so I guess the, there is some movement of, of uh, sand, and, and, you know, and again, the second question, part of that question is, do you get a traditional rip current where, the, you know, you get the sandbar and the waves come over and then they go out, you know, in, in a traditional sea pus?
1: So... Uh, Sam classic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see, uh, to start off with, um, great lakes are really big, but even that big, we do have a tide. Our tide is about three inches. Wow. So nothing you would even notice.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, lake level water fluctuation is determined by different years. The amount of like winter precipitation, how much water. So 25 years of work in there. I've seen a range of lake levels go up and down over the years that could be probably as much as four feet. But once it's, once you've had all the snow melt in the spring, the lake level is pretty much the same until the next year. Beach ice. We get, we get, the lake can freeze over. I mean, as, as large as it is, we can still get the the entire lake froze over on some years, depending on how cold it is, if we get an Arctic blast coming down and that sea ice will pile up and move around, there's still currents going on underneath it, which will still move uh, uh, sediment and move sandbars Mm -hmm. around. So some years we'll have uh, a shoreline sandbar, maybe a six or seven foot trough, out to a second sandbar that's maybe about uh 50 meters maybe about you know 70 yards offshore and that would be probably about four feet deep but then you can have another year where if all of the winter storms have gone and moved all of the sediment around it'll just smash the outer sandbar into the shoreline sandbar and you'll just have a single sandbar out you know 30 50 60 yards which really plays havoc on our visitors who come back and it's like one year, they're swimming out to a sandbar. The next year, there isn't a second sandbar. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah, we're, you're whistling them back in. It's like, hey, come on back to shore. It's like, I'm just going to the sandbar. It's like, no, there's no sandbar. You're going to swim to Michigan before you get one, you know? Yeah, you
0: know, you talk about so, a second, second sandbar. You know, we rarely have that. I mean, I remember once we had a really bad storm. And so usually we have traditionally like a gully and then a sandbar, and then it just, you know, that's it goes just deep. And uh, But we had one year where... We had a double sandbar you know and uh, that was a unique situation uh I don't know what year it was and and that that was you know posed a lot of problems, so we don't have that, but uh we do get the you know the ocean swell when there's a you know storm a thousand miles out you know especially with the hurricanes that's what kills us so i don't i guess you you get the northeast storms that play havoc in in the summer in the summertime We get the hurricanes right now we just you know um the, the last uh, week that we worked uh, I think there was about five six drownings. Uh, not in our beach, oh, wow. but all around, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, when you
1: had the when you had the second sandbar, Mike, did you see a, an increase in your rescues?
0: You know, I don't remember. It was such a long time. I tell you what, I did. It, it was so far out. Uh, you know, we would have uh, we and as it's, we you know we work a long day, so and our tides are not a couple inches; they're six, seven, eight feet. Uh, it could be twelve feet. I mean, we have tr- it's ridiculous. I mean, we have to move our stands. So what happens is that in the morning, if it's uh, high tide. Uh, people don't notice sandbars you know our people too uh, in our beach in seaside heights we have an inner city crowd i um, mean it's mostly you know uh, non non-swimmers and uh, you know there's a certain amount of uh, people are having a good time so they're you know they're drinking they're high whatever you know so and we try to keep we try not to let them notice the sandbar but as the day goes down it gets it gets lower and lower and they go out and uh i remember about that time they were so far out uh, you couldn't stop them from going out there. We put lifeguards out there to monitor it, but you would need binoculars to see the people. And um, I don't. I, I think it was it was it was more that we 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 uh, accommodated it by 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 you know putting boats out and boards out and and putting lifeguards right on the bar. But it, but it was the distance, you know, and that's what really creates a lot of uh, angst on me because you know when it, when we have a fo- when it's we have a gully and it's close, uh, somebody's uh, in trouble. They might be you know, 10 feet off the beach. But when you have somebody who could be, um, you know, 50 yards out and you got to run through, a, you know, a d- dive in, swim through the gully, run on a bar, then swim again and hit the bar. You know, you're talking a lot of time, even if you're a good athlete and, you know, it's, it's a matter of seconds sometimes with these people. So we get a little bit, you know, so I don't remember exactly, but that was a unique situation. We had a, um, um, a, a beach replenishment, uh, uh, thing here uh how many years ago about five years ago now not even like three or two Uh, no it was more than that it's my seventh year so it's definitely Uh, not my second that uh, that happened yeah and well we we had all beach replenishment and when they did that there was no we had no sandbars no nothing because they they built they put about at least 100 yards of beach maybe more probably 200 yards and um there was just nothing it was just Water and you know you, there was no bar and everything. And now, just recently, we got our sandbars back again, and uh, so it, cha- it changed up the whole thing. Uh, but we are getting back to a, a more normal scenario. But what kills us is the in, in our area here in January, in June we have a, a swell, a, a June a June swell, and uh, so we'll get some big waves. And July and August are usually pretty calm, except for the uh, hurricanes. And we've had over the years, you know, hurricanes blast off off the of Carolina coast. Uh, or, or, you know, further south. But traditionally, our worst time is, is you know, the end of August, the beginning of, in, in September. We work until the end of September. And this year, uh, it, was, um, it was pretty bad uh, for other beaches. The other thing that was interesting this summer is when we have a south wind, we get what's called an upswelling. I don't know if you get that, but what'll happen is that the wind will blow. It pushes the water out, the top water, and we get this cold water. And we had about two weeks where inland it was a hundred, a hundred and five, a hundred and ten, but on the beach it was freezing and the water because what happened is the south wind would blow the water out. The water was in the in the fifties and then you would get to the end of the day, in the afternoon, you'd get a southeast that would blow the cold air off the water, but just to ba- basically where we lifeguarded. And then, you know, two two blocks in, it was 100 degrees <laughs> where the oh, south yeah. wind was predominating, you know. And so it was a weird, it was definitely a weird summer. Remember, I mean, we would, we would be freezing on a lifeguard stand, but, you know, I'd go home and it'd be, you know, 95 degrees. So it was kind yep. of crazy.
1: All the same. All the same. We So we get a combination of, we can have wave days. And like I said, we, we're pretty good with throwing up flags and keeping people in, you know, on, on days where it's like the, the, the wave is coming up the beach and our, our beach slope isn't too sleep, so too steep. So we don't get too much of a backwash that, uh, that suck. Um, some people call it like an undertow and I don't really care right, for that right. term too much, it doesn't really pull you under, it pulls you out. And the next wave throws you back up the slope right, again, right, you know? Right, so right. you're just caught in the, in the washing machine, we get. So on, on days where we've got like a, a, a larger backwash and that will keep people in closer, our bigger problem is on, like you were just describing there, Mike, we get offshore breeze days and we've got the, the people who aren't probably great swimmers or swimmers at all who are on like the uh, inflatable toys, the air mattress, the blow up flamingo or something like that. They're being blown offshore. And all of a sudden, they're getting out there, and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't get back in. They go and abandon the toy, and <laughs> yeah, now the they're way. over their head. Yeah. And, it, and what you describe with that, that uh, your southwest there, it's the same thing I say with the offshore breeze. It's almost like if you were blowing over the bowl of soup, eh? Yeah. You, would, you would blow the hot water out, and the right. cold water from the lake would come back in and yeah. replenish it. We had a, a well, probably about five, six years ago... And we go to uh the labor day uh monday on in september as well uh we had three days of heavy heavy offshore breeze and we dropped that water temperature from probably about 75 down to 58 Ooh, and yeah, that's, in that, that three days well, yeah, yeah all of the patrons who came yeah. to the beach were like hey gorgeous sunny day let's go in for a swim mm-hmm. and they were like running out going who threw the ice cubes in the water man it is yeah. just freezing in here it's yeah. like well Welcome to Welcome to Mother Nature.
0: I, you know I got tired of it I mean cuz we have to train. So we start training in um early, you know. I mean sometimes we start in March, but May is usually where we start going we swim in the bay and uh usually the water warms up by the end of May going into June. This summer it sucked and I mean I I don't know how many times I just had to gut it up. You know, we were swimming in 60 year. degrees. I mean, I could handle 62 and above I could handle, but anything lower than that it just hurts and uh but we you know, we 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 have to train, you know, and uh, it was it was rough. Let me ask you this: What what kind of equipment do you guys you know uh, use? Like we have ATVs, we have jet skis, we have boats, we have boards. Like what what kind of what kind of array of equipment do you guys have?
1: So in like in Grand Bend, uh, on we're a small community of only about 2,200 people. So the tax base to go and fund the lifeguards isn't that great there. So we have rescue cans and we have rescue paddle boards. Uh, we're only covering about a half mile, like just under a kilometer of uh, shoreline there. Um, it's open public access. There's no gated entry or anything. Anybody can drive up, pay, and walk out onto the sand. How
2: far did you say you were from London?
1: Uh, about just under an hour's drive of London. London is almost halfway right between Lake Erie and Lake Huron. So, so I've had a chance to work.
2: How's the crowd that you guys have to deal with then?
1: So you get even though the population of grand bend is two is 2200, it probably swells to about five in the summertime with the local cottagers. Then you have all of the day people who are coming from London from, we've had people as far away as Toronto, which has got to be like almost a two and a half hour drive. But we also get the people who will hop over from, uh, just the other side of Sarnia at, uh, blue water. Um, um I'm forgetting the name of the town. That's just on the other side of the Blue Water Bridge from Sarnia. There. Well, what?
0: So you say they, um, they have to pay? You, you're a paid beach. No, it, oh, okay. they pay.
1: Okay. They pay parking. Oh, okay, but that's it. There's not. It's not a gated entry. Sir, you know, it's not a park or anything. Right.
0: Right. What? What? So, what kind of crowd would you think you get? Like on a say, like on a Fourth of July day? Like what? You know, how many? What? What would you estimate? You, you
1: just hit the great number there because <laughs> Canada Day is July the first.
0: Oh, okay. Fourth of
1: July we get all of our American visitors come over because the drinking age up here is only 19.
0: Oh, Oh, really? Oh, Oh, really? So all of a sudden we get the
1: double of all of the Canadians who want to go and have a good time on Canada day. And then all of our American visitors who stick around three more days and are ready to go on the 4th of July on the, on the busy weekends on, we've got a a holiday weekend, the 1st of July, and we get a holiday, uh, the first Monday in August. On the busiest days, we've estimated that we probably get about 10,000 people on the sand and probably about 2,000 people in the water oh. at a time. And how many lifeguards? Squashed in that have? in and that many, half mile.
0: And how many lifeguards?
1: So we have we have four lifeguard towers, and okay. on the weekends we try and staff uh, at least two per tower. On the weekdays, we'll have uh, two in the tower that is right opposite of our uh, bathhouse area so that we can have somebody get back to get the phone the oxygen and any other supplemental first aid stuff and then we would have singles in the tower so you probably only have about five or six during weekdays and eight to maybe ten on the weekends oh
0: wow and, and so now you say you have you have rescue cans and uh you have boats or boards or jet ski or none of that no.
1: rescue rescue board paddle board okay. uh no we used to have a jet ski a long time ago um, the town kind of started looking at it as a liability just because we would want to anchor it within the swim zone and be able to launch it and get out. And they were like, well, you know, you don't want to hit anybody, even though we try and prove it's like, we were all certified and we would right. take it out and then patrol the outer limit of our swim zone. Um, they just, they're not interested in covering the insurance and the liability sometimes.
2: Have you ever had to like respond with or without the jet skis, like anything out of the, out of your swim zone, with to a boat or something?
1: The furthest we've probably gone offshore. It's. I apologize. I'm going to be switching back and forth between metric and imperial. I know, like I, 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 I do right. the, the water right. earlier. I right. do water. I do water temperature in in Fahrenheit all the time, but I would normally do air temperature in Celsius. And I do distances. I always go by what a swimming pool is. So our swim zone goes about hundred meters offshore. So think of two laps of the Olympic pool that Phelps was swimming in. You know, he swims hundred meter freestyle. So about hundred meters offshore, maybe about, I guess it's about 120 yards is where the edge of our swim zone is. Past that, if somebody starts to swim out there, we'll get on the paddle board, go out and yell at them. And it's like, get back in. And we're really lucky because we have a, a local bylaw that actually says failure to obey a lifeguard can result in a municipal fine. So we got it. Yeah. So we get a little bit of enforcement that way. We're not in charge of looking after boats. Uh, We would radio the Marina. The Marina would radio the Canadian coast guard cutter to see where they could respond to. Um, So the only advantage of having a boat ourselves is more to keep the rental jet skiers out of our swim zone by patrolling our swim line. Um, So most of the other time, the stuff we can get to pretty fast. And with a paddleboard, I've supported as many as like uh, four or five people on it. If we've had to do that.
0: Is your swim area so roped off? Do you have like buoys and, you know, I mean, or is it just imaginary line, you know, area? I mean, or do you have it defined, you know?
1: no no ropes but we do have buoys we actually have two sets of buoys we have what we call our swim markers to keep which is the edge of right. our swim zone right. and then about another 50 meters past that we have the boat markers which is to keep the boats out and then we have like no man's land in between the two kind of offering that safe buffer just in case either of them kind of stray out of that area
0: do you so when you have you say you say you have your cans right you have your uh, you have your cans and um you have um uh like we have a can we swim out uh the that's the first swimmer, and then second swimmer takes out another can with a rope that's our traditional rescue, and then we uh h- hook up and we pull everybody in. Do you do that also? do you guys have ropes like that, or no, you just go you know like fins? no
1: i when I did my my ocean certification, we practiced doing a, a rope can rescue in that, and I think you. Both of you, Sean and, and Mike, you've alluded to different times where you get so many people grabbing hold of the rope and it's like, let's get the rescuer back in as mm-hmm. fast as we can. Mm-hmm. And the rescuer is trying to raise a hand, like, you know, stop pulling. I'm under, I'm submarine and underwater here. I can't breathe. Um, it's, it's never been something that we've looked at. Uh, I know that I've visited some of the, the beaches down in uh, Lake Michigan area, like down in, uh, I think it's down in Indiana um one of the beaches down there they have a, a, a rope line can attached to the front of a, a pickup truck down there we just we swim out and and we're kind of a, a one go we all go type thing you know if if four people are out there four lifeguards are going out there yeah it leaves the the beach you know less scanned or, or monitored for the moment but our thing is get out there get them in fast and then get back up in towers you know, kind of resolve the situation. Um, so we just we haven't employed the can system. Yeah, using yeah. a using a paddleboard, if somebody's chasing with a paddleboard after, yeah. we can easily get them up out of the water and onto the yeah. board and bring
0: yeah, them in. Well, well, one thing about us is that um, you know we get when we do have rip currents like a a, a defined, uh, um, organized you know ripping current. Uh, you can't swim against it and. You know, the only way to get the people in is with a rope and you're pulling I mean, you're getting sucked. You know, what I mean, it's like it takes two, three people to do that. But stuff that's, you know, kind of like off a bar in a gully when there's no really current, we just do the same thing. We'll just, we call it a, you know, a snap or whatever. We'll just grab them and the person will just bring them in. Uh, you know, but there are times where there's no way. And then we have a lot of problems, too. We, I don't know how it is in your country, you know, up there. Well, it's the same country. But, you know, we have morbidly obese. Oh, well, it's because, a
1: different country, Kashmar.
0: Yeah, no, no we, <laughs> We're in we, Canada. Yeah, you are in yeah, the yeah, States. We, we have we have people that are, are, you know, 400 pounds swimming, you know, 20, 30-year-olds. And I tell these guys, you know, we're not going to be able to bring them in. I mean, they, these people are huge. And the other thing we have, funny, is, is everybody wears clothes now, about 40% of our people. You know, we have now uh, a lot of... Um, migrants. And uh, this summer was the worst. And they, they wear their, you know, buttoned up collars, shorts, they don't speak English, they're out there, you know, they're drunk. And so it's kind of interesting. But a lot of times, you know, we try to make the decision whether or not we need a can, but getting back to the numbers you know you, that's ten thousand that's a pretty that's a good crowd we on a, on a Fourth of July we probably have about forty thousand you know, but we have a mile beach, and uh we have uh we'll have uh twelve lifeguard stands, you know six on each side, and we try uh, when it's busy to have three man stands but you know do I, I, we have other issues i mean, do you have to deal with surfers number one and number two do you have like on the beach do you, who deals with the alcohol or if there's any disturbances or people doing crazy stuff? digging holes or flying kites or just let it all go. Like who, who, who handles that?
1: So this is kind of joking to you. We're different countries for sure. However, lifeguarding is lifeguarding. Yeah. You know, we're still a a lady or man in a bathing suit, wearing a rescue can maybe has fins looking through a, a set of binos and anticipating what's going on. All of that is the same. So yeah. Do, do we deal with, you know, uh, first-generation Canadians who are visiting who may have come from a different country where surface water wasn't that clean, and swimming lessons just weren't available. Yeah. So they all of a sudden come here, and here's a, a gorgeous piece of fresh water that I could probably drink and not get sick, although don't go and do that. <laughs> but And now they're in the water and thinking, this is great, and I've never worn a bathing suit before. Why would I wear one?
0: yeah we get that. so
1: we we deal with all of the the first generation canadians who don't have great swine skills we deal with all of the young canadians and young american visitors who i'm here to party i'm here to have a good time (laughs) we deal with all of the elderly people who are like i don't want that volleyball net near me and those those kids are smoking those kids are smoking over there it's like you get everything So our, our first priority as with any lifeguard is always the water and washing the water and keeping the swimmers safe. If the water is reasonably safe, it's turning your attention to things that are going on around. We do get people who dig and tunnel, although not that deep because pretty soon they're going to hit the water table and it's like, oh, my, my pit's filling in with water, um, for the people who are unruly, we have our uh, municipal bylaw officers who walk around, and then if further, uh, you know, enforcement needs to occur, we've got the provincial police detachment that's in town that would come and help take care of that. As lifeguards, we'll go and give a warning, and then if need be, we're on the radio just asking for assistance, saying, "Look, we don't have time to get out and deal with this. This is the disturbance." And I'm a, i am I mean, as I'm sure. Sean and and Tyler, if he was here, would say, It's like, I'm all about everybody having a good time. Yeah. yeah. But your good time doesn't need to interfere with somebody else's good time. So let's all have a good time together.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what we try to uh, de de escalate everything. And we, I, I like that you have, you call it, um, uh, first generation Canadians, I like that. We, we could we could call them first generation uh, Americans. We could think. do that. We could start doing. <laughs> That's a little bit politically <laughs> might not be politically correct or, or, or uh, advantageous in our area, but we, 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 we have the same idea. You know, every people are people, and our whole deal is nobody drowns, uh, nobody gets hurt, yeah. and uh, hey. we want we want everybody to go. And we they try our patience, but we also I tell these guys all the time: listen, they're down, they're having fun. They, some people have never been in the ocean. Uh, never never seen the water, and, um, you know, so so they, it's all new to them. And the only thing that gets us is that we just get such volume sometimes, we get overwhelmed, you know, and we, we uh, yeah. but we, we, you know, so I wouldn't say we, we we handle it, you know, we oh, yeah. do. I go down and talk to these guys, you know, and uh, I try to keep it light and uh, we have fun. I always tell them if we don't have fun, it's not it's not worth it. So do, do you have, you guys have, you know, how much, so the waves, you, you talk about, are they surfable? Do you have a lot of surfing? Because you said you, you know, you, yeah, how...
1: Well, I I think I sent a picture to Tyler there of actually me surfing on a a wave down in in Lake Erie. We we get surfing waves, but those are going to be like really, really high wind days. And like I said, the air temperature is going to be cool. Probably not really beach days in the first place, except for those people who have like rented a cottage. They're there for the week and they feel like every day has to be a beach day. Otherwise, they got, Mm. you know, cut out of their investment.
2: Like most of the year up there? How cold is it? It gets three degrees. You said so. That's like thirty six here or thirty. Oh yeah, here. when I'm
1: yeah, when I am just above freezing. Yeah, oh I God, mean so God. on the on, but that's in like you know November December. Okay. I mean I think the picture I sent to to Tyler there was of me. Uh, it was January nineteen because it was like two days before my birthday, and I was in uh, surfing. I tried to I tried to surf every every month of of one complete year. So. But then the lakes froze over in February, and I couldn't catch any waves. Damn! <laughs> oh.
2: okay. You said that you uh, you competed in competitions. Uh, what, what what events did you do? Uh,
1: let's see. I so usually competitions are broken up into pool events and beach events. Did
2: you, you the beach do the, the, the beach events? ones?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So we actually, yeah. yeah we so, covered that on something before. It's like oh, did you do like the you hold the 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 guy the 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 rescue me Bob we call it, but
1: yeah. The, the plastic mannequin. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the, so in the swimming pool, they do, let's see, there's obstacle swim where they hang, uh, it's a plastic gate that they hang off of the lane ropes and it's supposed to actually simulate as if you were going out to do a rescue in surf and you were having to duck under every wave, every couple of meters. Uh, so there's obstacle swim. There's, uh, uh, a, a rescue swim with fins where you grab hold of the mannequin there's uh, one where they take the, the rescue tube, they snap it around a mannequin. Um, those are all different pool events. At the beach, they have uh, um, paddleboard, they have surf ski, which is kind of like that sit-on-top kayak thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have surf swim, paddleboard race. There's team events where somebody swims out, you go, you and your partner swim out, grab them, and drag them back in. There's a, a two-kilometer uh, beach run. Uh, there's a an 80-yard 80, 80 sprint, I think it is. And then there's another event called Beach Flags. Kind of think of that I as like, yeah, you like beach flags? Uh,
2: yeah, the hose in the, in yeah. the sand, yeah. Nice. This, yeah. Is, this is I between always... other uh, beach patrols in, in the, by the Great Lake?
1: Uh, yeah, so on, on the Ontario side, we have the City of Toronto guards uh, 13, I think 12 or 13 different, different beaches around Lake Ontario. Uh, down on Lake Erie, there's the Port Stanley Beach Patrol. I used to be a member there as well. Uh, Grand Bend, the city of Sarnia, have lifeguards. Uh, and I think the city of Colburn up on So that's all on the Canadian side. Down in the States, you have um, just outside of Chicago, you have... Oh, I'm going to forget the name of the... Um, Evanston. The city of Evanston has a lifeguard team there. You have New Buffalo, um apologies to any uh, american friends if i forget your beach man what but, what events uh, did
2: you do again I, I don't know if those were the ones that you did i
1: yeah so i was a silly master who thought hey it's the only time i'm going to worlds i may as well do them all nice. i think i sucked at all of them so it's all good
0: <laughs> well, at least you, hey, listen, you at least you did them you at know that, you showed that, up that, they, you know you told me yeah. you mentioned you mentioned uh chicago we had a we did a profile in chicago they had some kind of problems going in i think uh Somebody, I think maybe they they had a staffing issue. Somebody died. I think the the individual who um, uh, initially started the program—I don't remember exactly. I don't know if you remember. There was some controversy. He died, and then there was something corruption. I don't know. I don't know.
1: So, very good friend of mine, Adam Abesian, who worked with uh, the USLA division of the Great Lakes there as well. I believe he passed away just this year, back in May.
0: Yeah, we profiled um, that. Yeah, I
1: they had that. a they had an issue with their city, and I can't remember what it was. But the city of Chicago also came up into the news, I think, because of they were trying to get um, rescue ring boys down on certain areas of the waterfront to, in case somebody fell in, they could throw like a a, a ring boy, yeah, a lifesaver yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the city kind of pushed back a little bit, saying we don't want to go and put rescue equipment out there because then people might think that this is a swimming area and it might encourage people to go swimming there. And it was like, what would you want? No rescue equipment and somebody in the water or you know, rescue equipment. And it's there when somebody's in distress. Mm. So. Well, tell I,
0: you, I'm sorry. You know, it's funny because there's a lawsuit right now at one of the local beaches here where in fact the family of the uh, individual who drowned they one of their stipulations is they want ring buoys and uh you know things uh, for for if uh, somebody is in the water and there's no lifeguards available that there's some kind of rescue equipment that could be thrown to the individual so you know i mean you know and it, it, it's it's, it's funny a funny argument yeah. it's
1: a funny argument too because some people will say oh well i don't want that rescue equipment there somebody might think they're a lifeguard and trying to go do a rescue and my argument back to him is like you know, you walk into any building nowadays, you probably walk by a hose cabinet and a fire extinguisher. Do you – why is that there? Do you think people are going to think no. they're a firefighter and start yeah, no attacking point. And, and fire? an
0: AED. An AED. They're all over the place, you know. I know. Uh, so. yeah, on, on, one of the only things I wanted to ask you, too, is on your beach – so what we work. We go in um, – we have to be there before nine. So our hours most of the time are nine to six on a weekend, uh, nine to five or 10 to five uh, uh, during the week, but pretty much, you know, nine to nine to five. And uh, most of the beach trolls around here are pretty close to that. Um, and then you know, obviously seven days a week. What, how do you, how do you guys you know, work at what, what's the hours you do and when do you get on the beach? And
1: so our, our staffing is uh, let's see Monday to Thursday, We're an 1130 start. We are on the towers at 12. We'll work till six. And then we got a half hour of teardown and put away the equipment. On weekends, we will do a 1030 start. Um, We'll be in the towers at 11. Uh, We'll work until seven and then have a half hour teardown. And to be honest, prior to that, on the weekends especially and on, on Friday, the only people who are really showing up are like Mum, Dad, and the little kids with the the sand pails. And they're not going in. I mean, they they're great. Usually they're they've got all the kids in life jackets, PFDs, they're all like, you know, watching them like a hawk and everything. On the weekend, all of our big business and trouble sometimes are all of the the twenty somethings but they're all sleeping in until noon anyways, because they were all up last night at the bar. That,
0: that's interesting. So, I
1: mean, like, we're not, we're not dealing with them.
0: No, that's interesting. Cause you know, I wouldn't think that 12 o'clock, uh, um, i don't know if that's is that something you know culture in, in your area because I mean, we like we we like on a weekend we come in we have to clear the beach sometimes there's hundreds and hundreds of people on the beach and uh there's no way we can, if we started at 12 o'clock to be 10 you know would have been 10 people drowned i mean if we, it was need,
2: we need everything set up before 12 but like definitely the the, the rowdy crowd does start coming around 12 yeah maybe yeah. if someone like sn- like sneakily slept on the beach or something we'd have to like kick But do you,
0: you think about 11 o'clock i mean we, you know, when we're doing breaks i mean it, i got pictures you know that's that's when it starts to get busy but but they're starting to but anyway i I don't know you know but that's
1: maybe that's the point though is that because real estate down there is such a premium you got to get it's like standing in line for concert tickets you got to be down there at at 10 in the morning otherwise you don't have a place for your blanket with us it's just you know okay well there's still plenty of beach i can still find a place for my blanket you know my umbrella to go up so there's not not that much of a rush and during the during the weekend uh, especially if you've had like cottage rent, uh, people doing a rental or whatever. Um, I, I always comment that we'll see the around the 4.30 departure because all of the families that were there at 10 in the morning, now it's all of a sudden 4.30. They've been there a whole day. Everybody's covered with sand. Everybody's sunburnt. And mom and dad are like, well, we better pack this up and get kids home so that we can shower them off and start dinner back at the cottage and get the little ones to bed we'll still have the hangers on that showed on it at noon and they're staying there the whole day. They're staying until nine o'clock sunset. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it because I know how I'm supposed to end the show, (laughs) but, but our, our ending announcement will always be the beach patrol is now off duty. The patrol would like to thank you for a safe day and hope you have a safe ride home. And then we'll take down all of our tower flags and our, our signs all say, no no flag in the tower no lifeguard on duty and then we also have our our hours of operation posted as well
0: do you, do you have a speaker system uh, a loud speaker system
1: or we do it's attached to the um, it's a the the building that's down on the beach is a combination of washrooms concession stand our storage area. There's a, an upper observation deck that they can, you know, go up onto as well. The speakers are attached to that. But really, we only reach like maybe a, a, a quarter, maybe a third of our beach if the wind is down. Uh, other than that, the announcements don't really reach up to the far end of the beach. They're looking at trying to incorporate a, a like either a Bluetooth system, or some other of a, a hardwired speaker system that would uh, go all oh, the way yeah. up to the far end.
0: Do you, do you, um, you guys, um, well, yeah, we, we have like a speaker system, so, but the problem is when the wind's blowing one way or the other, it don't always work. And the problem
2: know? is also that they installed it to face the boardwalk, so It doesn't even, yeah, well, we, used to <laughs> have, we had, two, Yeah, well, we
0: had, we had two sets of speakers, one going one way, one going the other way. And I think what happened was the, uh, whatever they purchased, they, they only got the one set. So, it, you know, it didn't work out. All you right. people by the
1: ship stand, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't too good. The, um, uh, well, that's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, the, I did, I would think it was different hours. The, um, the, you know, we now. What do you have any restrictions on your beach? Like we, we allow coolers. Um, uh, we don't allow you know, only certain dogs. You know, if they're uh, the, you know uh, uh, supposed to be spo- a service dog. But but uh, you know, we some beaches around here no coolers, only umbrellas. You know, we let canopies, but they're getting out of hand. You know, they they're really big, and um, you know, sometimes you, we get so crowded you can't even see the water anymore. There's so many canopies and um we have to move sometimes the, the, uh, to see the lifeguard stands left and right you know and then when we move down it's even tougher so um and we you know we don't allow holes dig more than two two foot actually in june it was a tragedy uh about a mile north of our beach an 18 year old kid died in a hole uh there was no lifeguards around so i was just wondering do you have any restrictions at all or is it pretty much you know Uh, Yeah. So,
1: so across the province of Ontario, the liquor license laws are the same as they are down there. It's no open alcohol off of a licensed establishment or a personal premise. So, but I mean, coolers, people bring down all kinds of food, lunch, drinks, and everything else. Our thing is priority is the water. If you hear the glass clinking behind you, you know, then it, then it's the value, usually it's the evaluation of what's going on. If, if I have two people in the tower and the water's not too busy it'd be like, Hey, I'm going down for, you know, a, a warm and just walk over. And it's like, same old thing. If it, if it's a dad with, with one, it'd be like, okay, Hey, you realize you can get a ticket if they catch you and no glass on the beach. So get rid of that. If it's a group of four guys and they've got an entire case of beer for them, it's like, guys, party's over. Here's your warning. Take it back. Get rid of it. Because I'm not sure which one of you is driving home, but I don't want that on my head. Yeah. So alcohol is easy. It's, you know, it, everybody knows the rule. Don't try and tell me, you're. oh, well, I thought it was okay here. It's like, come on. Of course you knew it wasn't okay. Dogs, uh, our beach has applied for and been – a member of the blue flag beach program for a number of years and blue flag beach started over i believe over in europe somewhere and it's uh, a certain number of criteria that if your beach has clean water uh, waste recycling program a source of uh, potable water for visitors um, life-saving equipment uh, around there you can make application and you can be recognized as a clean safe beach to come visit one of the things under blue flag is they can't have pets down on the beach for fear that if they go and you know take a dump on the sand the next rainstorm is going to flush that into the water (laughs) and cause a rise in your bacteria level so same thing as sean mentioned yeah service dogs are fine uh tents tents we used to have out there like crazy and you would have the the 23 member family reunion and all of the different, you know, (laughs) tin foil pans are coming out and (laughs) smells damn good is all I can say. But when you're taking up that much real estate, then all of a sudden you're, once again, your good time shouldn't infringe on somebody else's good time. So the municipality a number of years ago came up with a bylaw saying no tents on the beach. You can have an umbrella but not a tent. We understand that people got to be sun safe with regards to w- how close the umbrellas can be to the shoreline. That's once again, going to be the lifeguards in the tower work. We have to do probably what I, I know, Sean, you've done this before. You had to put down like all the pylons or the, the caution tape. So you got it like a pathway from your tower to the, to the shoreline. Oh yeah. That's, that's what we do too. We'll string flags or, or something along our lane and we're, diligent about like, sorry, I know it's the best real estate on the beach, but you can't put your blanket there right now because I got to be running and go and grab your kids. So we'll clear a lane in front of each of the towers and then we'll keep monitoring the shoreline. And usually if they're probably like 30 feet back from the shoreline, it it isn't blocking what we can see in the water in our, in our shoreline gully. So... All, like I say, I do we do this. Yeah, it's all this. It's all the same. same.
0: So we we uh, you talk <laughs> about dogs. We actually have the town has um, in their infinite wisdom have dog day, and they'll have about a hundred yards of beach, and they'll be uh, they people can bring down their dogs, and uh, you know. So a couple times you know, it was bad ocean, and I said to the chief, I said, you know. <laughs> should we should we make a left i mean the dog's drowning are we gonna go save him? because what happened was we had the guy went out with his dog and they both were in trouble i mean the dog was you know hanging in there but it was like a little you know buffy a little uh, uh i don't know uh chihuahua ch- something. yeah something small and uh i was like you know we gotta you know we gotta make the rescue so we made a laugh about that but uh, the what kind of certification you guys have uh you, you mentioned USLA. So what do you guys have a, a, a Canadian? Uh, a, 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 so you know, similar situation? Or do you follow US? Yeah, so like that
1: what? that's a unique thing up here. Back in, I think it was 19. I've got to look at my history book back in 1964. There used to be probably about eight different uh, organizations that certified lifeguards up here in Canada. So you had like, Uh, Red Cross, uh, Boys and Girls Club, Boy Scouts, uh, Town of wherever, all had these different, you know, courses that would certify people as lifeguards. And at that point in time, there was a number of people that came together, a whole bunch of different stakeholders and said, you know what, wait a second. We need something, you know, uh, standardized across the board. So long meetings came around and everybody said, okay, this is what a lifeguard should be certified in and they made uh four different certifications one was swimming pool one was water parks uh, one was waterfront and one was surf which is anything basically salt water so anything uh waterfront uh, a a small lake inland lake a river a quarry that's been flooded in a pond or a great lake um was all captured under the waterfront part When they finally turned to all those stakeholders and said, okay, well, who's going to run this program? Everybody was like, ah, it's too much, you know, administration in that. And it was the Ontario or excuse me, the Canadian life-saving society that said, okay, we'll take care of, uh, administering it. And they certified instructors that said kind of similar to the USLAs, except the USLAs hasn't gone to the route of, certifying instructors they say your program needs this and if it's all in a row then we'll certify you as a usla lifeguard service as far as i understand is the no the you're right on they don't they,
0: don't they don't certify lifeguards they certify the entity uh yeah. the employer and you're absolutely right you're right on with that right?
1: so that's that's the difference here in canada is we have the life-saving society of canada and within that we have the different branches that are across the 13 provinces and territories, kind of like your states and districts. So now you have a standardized program across the entire country that says, if you are a lifeguard in the East Coast, in Nova Scotia, in Quebec, our French speaking province, in Ontario, all the way out to British Columbia, right above Washington state there, then everybody is going to be certified the same way. Everybody is going to know how to do a a submerged victim rescue. Everybody's going to know how to do a drowning, uh, you know, passive swimmer or active, you know, drowning person. Um, They're all going to have the same standard. Different provinces, much like different states, can add a couple of more things that fall into their bread box. So if you're on the East Coast and you're looking after, You know, high tides, like the Bay of Fundy has the highest tides in the world. They're like 26 feet. Uh, Or if you're in BC and you're under a different first aid program in that province. So lifeguards in BC get like oxygen training and that at an earlier rate than what the Ontario Guards do. There's some regional differences. But for the most part, all of the lifeguards are going to have this same base amount. And that's the biggest challenge that I see when I visit people down in the States is like, if you look at the Great Lakes, like I mentioned, Ontario is the only province that touches four of the Great Lakes. That's it. Whereas down in the States here, we should have done this for the the quiz time with Cashmark here. Mike, I have a question for you. How many States touch the Great Lakes?
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Let me think about. It. I don't know the answer.
0: Um, oh, New York, uh, Illinois—that's two, and probably two or three. Four, I would say. Uh, uh, do you know? Off, do you know ways. off the top of your head? or you're I'd say, it down? I say. I just guess. I would say six. More than that, I think so. I don't know. So you said
1: Illinois, New York, and Michigan.
2: Yes.
0: I would say what, what's? I'm trying to think. What's up in the northern Idaho. corner? No, I don't think that's. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I am trying to think what's the There are Illinois. there are
1: eight. I'll give yeah. you the hint. There's Close. eight states that touch the Great Lakes.
2: What are they?
0: Yeah.
1: So Michigan? up in up in the up in the northwest, you got Minnesota, ah, Minnesota yeah. and Wisconsin. You got Illinois. There's a small part of Indiana that touches on Lake Michigan.
2: I think you mentioned that here too. So.
1: Michigan State. You got Ohio cuz Cleveland's on Lake Erie or or right around oh, there. I wouldn't
0: even you know what yeah yeah that's right. And you have right, right, you right, have right, two right, of right, you.
1: Right. You have two of your neighbors. You mentioned New York because New York touches part of uh well Niagara Falls, New York and stuff like that. No.
0: Pennsylvania.
2: Pennsylvania.
1: That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
2: the Pennsylvania. other one. Yeah, People yeah,
0: underestimate how big Pennsylvania is. Yeah, I was just up there. Yeah, Pennsylvania's big. Massive. Yeah. Wow,
1: And there's a That's small little sliver that just kind of catches up on, on Lake Erie between Ohio and, and New York there.
0: All right. Well, Scott. Okay. So now, you know, you got me. on. So on now the, you're, t- well, so ahead, you're sorry.
1: dealing with eight different States yeah. with eight different platforms and rules, eight different state park rules, plus the national parks, the, the DNR and everything, you know, like you have so many bodies that are involved in touching and, like I always kind of, it's I laugh. It's like, oh man, I wouldn't want to be down here trying Listen, to organize eight you, different
0: families. You, like you, it's incredible. You know, you know how the United States is. We we can't do anything. It's got to be. We got to have. You know. <laughs> you know, you guys are smart. You got one. You know, universal. No, we can't do that. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's even even uh, our local, you know, we're USLA, but actually we have USLA started in New Jersey, so you have a USLA chapter that actually originated it, then you have the uh, national USLA. I actually have friends in other parts of the world, uh, down in the Caribbean, you know, England has their own thing, so it, 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 there's actually an international um, a meeting every once in a while. But but anyway, that that's interesting, I, I was wondering you know, how, you know, how, how it works. And yeah, you're right. You got to have flexibility, no doubt about it. And we, one thing about USLA, they try not to put things in um, as, you know, say um, shall, everything is may and whole, and that's a, from a legal standpoint and we have a lot of flexibility. Everybody does. And you're right. They don't certify. And they just came out actually with a a whole big disclaimer, uh, the underwriter who, you know, uh, insures most of in the <laughs> municipalities, the towns, for uh waterfront lifeguards and they said which was pretty interesting usla came out and said we do not certify the individual lifeguards we we certify the employer like you said you have to follow certain rules and then we say that you are in compliance and then it's for us to sort to train the lifeguards and uh, as far as what protocols we have out every beach patrol every town has a whole you know different mix it could be could be quite you know uh, uh, different. So and, and I kind of look at vehicle.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of look at it like a snowplow operator. Like a in in your state or in 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 my case in my province, you go and get your driver's license for a certain size of vehicle, but then it's the municipality who hires you as their garbage truck, snowplow operator, heavy right, machine right. operator. And you have to follow those rules of the municipality, the, the your local SOPs and and, and right. bylaws and everything else. But you come from a base, you know, yeah. that says everybody knows that at a stoplight, you're supposed to stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we ha- we we follow, so we have that, and we also have our uh, uh, health department in New Jersey. So we follow a health department. They have a couple, like, you know, the stand can't be more than 30 yards from the water's edge. We have a, a you know, uh, how many? How far apart the lifeguards have to be on a beach that has multiple beaches, uh, and how many people have to be on the stand, and even that, though is kind of vague. And then you know, it, it, then you have the um, so that's the that's the state, and then you actually have county. So we have county county board of health, and they have their two cents that they throw in. But then you know, we you have OSHA, you have the uh, um, uh, pollution aspects, you know, animal stuff, uh, you know, wildlife. There's, there's other people get involved. But well, yeah. I want to ask some more. Same, yeah, same sorry, here. Did, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. no so my question, I, I ask a lot of people this, our guests. So my my thing is, we know if you listen to our show, we we always ask, what was your like most famous or infamous or that you remember a rescue? You know, we all have them, or and it could be a heart attack, it whatever, but anything that you know you you you, you were you dealt with that. Is really you know an unbelievable. It doesn't even uh, have to yeah.
2: be your biggest; just one that you want to share. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well,
1: yeah. I, I knew you were going to ask me that, so I was <laughs> racking my brain because it's over 25 years. It's like yeah, I, I know you oh, which What yes. am I going to talk
0: about? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I can. Re- I'm, I'm going to say two. One's a short one, which is I can remember my first one, my very first day working on the beach.
2: Most people can't and, remember their first one. It's weird. It's oh weird. yeah, well it, just, it hits you, I guess.
1: I know well, and you know, first day, and I'm trying to make a and this was almost like uh like a sport team tryout, like I was invited to come up and shadow the towers and work that day like wait, i had how old were you?
0: I'm up. sorry, Scott, how old were you now with this? Let's get the premise here. how old were you
1: oh, well, I was ninety ninety eight and i'm well i'll i heck i'm fifty three so like i I started old on the beach, so I was like twenty twenty seven twenty eight or whatever okay okay, all right yeah. So there I am first day, it's like, you know, turning around noon, it's getting a little sunny, I should put some sunscreen on. So I've got, you know, take the old sunscreen, like it was probably SPF, like 10 or something like this, you know, it's like, okay, I do like one stripe down one leg, one stripe down the other leg, put the cap on, get ready to rub it in. And all of a sudden the radio squawks. And it's like, go, we got one. And I'm like, this is my first day here in the radio squawk. And I've got like a senior guard behind me. It's like, what did he say? And he's like, go, it's like, ah, okay. So now he's he's already down the lane, great. grabbed his rescue can. He's taken off down shoreline and I'm like, I'm missing it. I'm gonna get cut on the first day. So I jump up, I grab my rescue can and I, I decide my best plan of action in order to catch up is try and go on an angle. Not remembering the important thing is always run the shortest distance you can on the soft sand Get to the hard sand on the shoreline, that what I call highway sand, where you can motor like crazy along the shoreline, fewer people. So I'm going cross country, which is a mistake. I and as I'm running, I miss my step and I step right onto this kid's sand castle. Oh man. And face plant. Yeah. Get up. Go by this couple on a blanket are kind of like <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like,
1: oh gosh, here we go. Get over, running, go swim after we finished we got the rescue done like the other tower that had called it like they're taking them back to go get the particulars and everything and it's like the senior guard who's walking back with me we're wrapping our can getting it all ready for the next rescue says what happened it says, what, ha- what do you mean it's like i yelled go i saw you get up i was ahead of you all of a sudden you were behind me then you were catching up again like what happened and this I'm wrapping my can. It's like, yeah, I kind of bit it right on that sand castle <laughs> and this couple right here, and I'm waving at them and they're waving back and still giggling. So my senior guard, he kind of looks at me, he says, when you fell, did you keep your mouth closed? So what do you mean? He says, did you keep your mouth closed? It's like, yeah. And he says, nothing's worse than going to do a rescue with a mouthful of sand. Oh, it's like, yeah, 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 so, but they. But the craziest one, and I'll try and keep – I don't know where our time is, but I'll try no, and keep no, it we're short good.
0: here. Put the uh, arrow on so we can yeah. see where – yeah. So yeah, the, we're good, we're good,
1: we're good. the craziest one we have is is up in Grand Bend, we have a parasail company that works there. So they take people out. They have the, 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 the parasail. looks like the parachute on the cable. Um, and they can have two people up on the parasail at a time. So they were out one day. It was a little bit wavy, but it was like, oh, well, they're dealing with it, whatever. And they would, they do a path where they kind of go out, they figure out which way the wind is blowing, they kind of let the, the parasail drift over top of the beach, they can see the, the sandbars and the swimmers and everything. Well, the parasail is heading kind of, our, our beach faces west, so we get some fabulous sunsets, but the, the, the parasail boat is heading north, then all of a sudden the parasail boat has turned around south and is motoring like crazy. and The parasail chute is slowly drifting down, but the wind is kind of going southbound as well. So it's kind of drifting down the beach. And we're like, what the heck is going on? Like, why is he going south so much that he's putting all this slack in the cable? And all of a sudden we realize it's like, oh, poop, the the cable has snapped. So the parasail is coming down it's drifting with the breeze the the people are safe they're fine but they're heading right down towards the pier and all of the guys are in the tower we're kind of watching all of a sudden our beach captain kind of says you know patrol is everybody watching this it's like yeah it's like yeah this is this is a go this is a rescue everybody go so now we're all jumping off the tower and we're all jump and we're all running down shoreline to where we anticipate the parasail is going to land here's the thing though they land the 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 people in the harness and they're wearing life jackets too they land in the water but the canopy is still inflated and the canopy pulls them and pulls the two people in the harness up over across our pier and into the boat channel on the south side so now we have and and the parasail boat has come in shore one of the mates on the boat has jumped off the nose of the boat to try and go and get these girls. He's in pants and shoes and shirt and oh, everything.
0: Man, that yeah, so
1: now we've got, like, we've got three people in the water, mm-hmm. two of them entangled in parasail cable harness and everything. We're trying to get them untangled and, and figure out what's going on. We've got the, the parents of the people who had rented the parasail time they're running down the beach because they're seeing their daughters or kids or whoever land in the water. So fortunately all, all said and done, three people supported and hauled out. The only injury that we really had to deal with is when the two girls got dragged across the pier, one of them broke an arm, uh, lower arm between their elbow and their wrist. Um, and, and other than some abrasions going across the the cement of the, of the jetty. I mean, like that was kind of it, but, yeah, that's kind
0: of that could have been a harvester.
1: Kind of the that's kind of the one of the crazy ones. Wow,
0: that, well that's a that's a pretty that's a that's a good one. You know, I mean that that could have been. You know, it reminds me, we had um once the uh, town uh, had you know we have they do all kinds of crazy thing. We have concerts and so they had uh they told us they were gonna have these guys fly uh, jump out of a plane, and they were professional parachute guys. They're gonna land on the beach. Of course, the beach was packed. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So it, it, we had a. Um, uh, clearing area. I don't know how big it was. You know, we cleared this area. I, uh, we all were told, you know, what how big the area should be. And, you know, you hear the plane. You could hardly see up there, you know. So, finally these guys are coming down, and uh, you know, one guy came right in the middle, you know, right in the area that we had closed off, and another one. And then the last guy, again, I'm just going by memory, but like un- un- under, you know, didn't shoot it right, and came down, you know, his feet and body was like knocking people's heads over. It was like... <laughs> We had, a, like... we had a kite
1: surfer do that one time. It was a wavy, <laughs> a windy day. All of a sudden, this kite surfer launches. And I know it must have been his first time. He was dragged across the beach and into the parking lot. It was like, yeah. oh, my God, go and unhook him.
0: Yeah, was, Deflate the canopy. Yeah, this, this was this was bad. They, they, you know, his feet hit people in the head and everything, knocked people's glasses off. I don't remember anybody getting hurt, but I remember that was kind of – but, that, well, you know, the thing that you had, you know, thank God, they, I mean, they could have drowned, you know, or they could have kept on getting pulled in the water and, you know, submerged, it like, and it could have been – like, what do you guys do? I mean, that's – you know, I, I would be thinking, if I was me, I'd be like, okay, what do we – you know, whoo, that's a tough one to try to really think about ahead of time, how you're going to, you know, cut the lines, whatever, you know, if yeah. I mean, I, I, I thank God yeah, I did you guys head.
2: cut the lines, or did you just uh, just, um, just unhook them as you were going?
1: Just unhooked from the harnesses. Oh yeah. Fortunately, <laughs> like when the when the canopy finally hits the the water, it it submerges. Do you get uh, kite surfers down on in uh, your area? Uh, yeah, yeah but,
0: occasionally. Yeah, but yeah, we don't,
1: So they, the kite surfers, the kite surfer canopy has that like in, yeah. inflatable rib across the front, mm-hmm. and that one is still always kind of catching wind at least with with the parasail when it's when it's wet it's down it's kind of and, the, and they're wearing life jackets while they're in the rigging as well so i mean they were floating so yeah
0: we we've had not on our beach but i uh, you know uh, around us we've had a couple of the uh, we have the banner planes you know these planes that pull the banners and i've known yeah. about three of them that crashed nobody died but you know they were Air emergencies, you know, they, they dropped the, the banner in the water, which is an issue, and then the plane crashes, you know, you got to uh, uh, get to the pilot as quickly as you can. Most of the times they were in pretty shallow water. We've had some boats that uh we had this one 4th of July weekend and uh, it was foggy and these guys uh, were pretty far out and I don't know they got in trouble and they just drove the boat right into the beach. I think they were scared and um <laughs> You know, we, we just were coming in, and, and uh, that was a little bit of a hassle. Actually, actually, the boat broke up, but, uh, you know, there's one where the lifeguards in um, uh, Barnegat uh, Inlet, the, uh, one of the uh, – uh, Fishing boats, they're like 100 foot, you know, they might have had like 50 people fishing. They were coming in. Again, it was a foggy. In June, we have a lot of fog. And they, they for whatever reason, missed the inlet. they I mean, the inlet's, you know, big. It's at least, and they, they went in aground. And actually, they were sitting there. And it was a funny scenario because the Coast Guard um, gave the signal for them to the beach patrol to, to rescue them. And that became a real tough deal because they were in, you know, the boat, it's a huge boat. It was rough ocean. And, uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, rocks around and stuff. And, uh, a lot of people got hurt, but they got them all out, but it was, you know, it was, it was a tough situation. It's not easy to get people off a you know, big ship like that. You know, no. I remember that And the lifeguards, you know, they train, but you don't really train for something like that. So, so
1: Sean, can I ask two more, uh, catch, catch more questions? questions? I'm excited uh,
0: that you had a quiz. Uh, yeah, oh man. Of...
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey guys like to this... torture me. <laughs> so I'm going to, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make this one maybe an easy one for you there, Mike. Uh, yeah. what is the Spanish word for lifeguard?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Let me think. I'm not, uh, I have uh, a guess if you don't, it's not, um, uh, get yeah, what? What's your guess?
2: Is it, is it not Los salvadores or cause that's what I, our, our flag say.
1: I I think it's Sal, salvadores or salvavidas. Okay. Yeah. Something so, like that. Where to go. Oh, I'll give it to you, yeah. Sean. Where to go. go Sean. Say, yeah. So so the here's the here's the I backstory have my of that. granddaughter She speaks she,
0: she speaks very you know very very a lot of Spanish. But yeah, what were you we gonna say?
1: So vacationing down in Mexico the one time I'm you know first time visiting down in Cancun, going for a swim, and all of a sudden I've got the local lifeguards who are like, "Hey, amigo, come in!" You know, it's like it's dangerous. It's like. I kind of walked up and I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm a lifeguard. Oh, vidas, Hey, it's like, <laughs> now they're letting me go out and like rip currents and everything. It's like, okay, well, maybe I should be a little safe here. I'm still like, I'm, I'm not local.
0: It, uh, so, I, I, we were, we were, actually, I was with a buddy of mine, Joe Casino, and he's a lifeguard at Lavalette we were in Puerto Rico and we were there for uh, some kind of tournament. Or I forget what exactly it was. And we were, it was a really shitty day and we wanted to go work out and swim. And uh, the lifeguard, we, we and we go, hey, can we go out there? And he goes, oh, I wouldn't recommend it, you know, in broken English. <laughs> it's like it was very very bad. <laughs> I said, well, we'll be all right. Just keep an eye. it. he goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, you you know. But it, it's it's funny. <laughs> they they have a little bit different attitude, but yeah. So what's the other? What's the other okay, question? Okay, so, so right.
1: here's here's yeah the last question here. Uh, can you tell me the what percentage of the world's fresh water is contained within the Great Lakes. Ooh.
2: see I feel like it's a lot of what, pers-
1: what, per- well, what I know, percentage I know. of the world's fresh water is contained within yeah. the Great
0: Lakes? That's a tough one cuz Beso- I know
2: Besides the Great Lakes, what other large body of
0: fresh water Antarctica. Uh, yeah. you know, all the ice, that's all fresh water.
2: Oh, but that doesn't count. I don't think Oh, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Oh, no, God. that doesn't ice yeah. doesn't count. That's yeah, ice, ice. no, no,
0: that's you. I mean it's miles miles I, I would say that's where most of the fresh water is in the, in the north and south. Uh, uh, yeah, but poles. it's
2: not. It's not like bodies of water. We're talking like eh, fresh. Pretty, bodies I of think water.
0: over it's, in
1: yeah. I think over in Russia they have like Lake Bakai, Baikal, or something.
2: Mm. Is is that a big lake? Do you know?
1: Oh, it's it's massive. Okay. I think that's I think that's like the deepest one. There, but you think okay, like Minnesota, all of the little lakes all of the little lakes and, and freshwater all over the, the U.S., the Mississippi, the, you know, like all the freshwater across the world, I mean, how it's, much it's is, is contained I, I, in the Great Lakes? I,
0: I'd say, I, I don't know, but I'd give a guess. I'd say about 50%. If I had to, I'd say, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Poles, 50%. And, and, you know, cause I mean, there's, you know, the United States, but you also have uh, Europe. I mean, there's a lot of fresh water, and I know in uh, Africa, I mean, there's some big lakes. So, uh i i would say uh, I, if i had to give a guess i'd say 50 percent. but i have no i th- i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you lock that right. in
2: but i think i just recently saw a video where you can fit like multiple statues of liberty in the great lakes or something absurd. well there's
0: a lot of water there but there's a you know so what's the, what, how how off are we so that you
1: you're off a bit uh, the the actual percentage that i saw it's just over 20 percent of the world's world's fresh water is in the great lakes mm. But you what made a good the point world? there, but, Sean. It's like the—I I know that I, I mentioned the Edmund Fitzgerald before, going down in in Lake Superior, and they were found in 530 feet of water. Yeah. Um, and but, there's other pockets in Lake Superior where you could easily put the the Empire State Building in.
0: Yeah, I, I think I was my question. I, mean, I was what I was thinking on that one is in the world, how much fresh water is in lakes, as opposed to where you know that. Yeah, but that, you were counting ice. No, no, no. Because no, no, I say most, no, the, the ice is fresh water. That's I, why. Yeah. That's why when that melts, yeah, but clouds are
1: fresh water too, and they
0: don't count. Catch. Well, you see, yeah, that's a good point. That, yeah. There's a lot of water up in the clouds. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but no, the, the um uh, I was in Chicago many many years ago, and uh, what I thought was really neat is that you drive um, It was in the summertime, and um, it, I was driving around uh, whatever the road is, and I got to build buildings on one side and the beach on the other. And it was pretty neat. You know? And um, uh, I went down there. And that, that water, man, that looked like an ocean to me. And you see these big it ships is. out there. Yeah, and that was amazing. And uh, I thought that was pretty neat, though, because New York City is kind of like that. I mean, you, know, you, have, you have beaches you know, in Long Island, but where you're going down a road, and it's like right there. Because, you know, Manhattan, we go up there. We take the uh, ferry boat. We take uh, you know, past the uh, Statue of Liberty, and you know, there's a lot of water. But, but to have a beach that close, that's pretty neat. So you know. It's well,
1: amazing I'm, being on a lake. Where you can't see the other side. Yeah, when it is. I mean, you, I've when seen you watch when you watch the sunset on the lake, you know that's where people. It's like it. They are freshwater oceans. You yeah. know, it's freshwater surf. It's a freshwater ocean.
0: Yeah. But so. you make a good point about that, the swimming, because you know we swim in the pool in the winter, and uh, it's a big difference. And, spe- and I tell you, and even when you go down to Caribbean, where it's even saltier, you know, you even float more. You feel like a you know a stud. You know, it's just you don't even have to worry about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I would imagine how he to swim in the Salt Lake. Uh, uh, fresh, wa- fresh water. Salt Lake uh, in Utah. Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. that, the Great that, Salt Lake. Great Salt Lake, yeah. Well, listen, it's been, I tell you, it's been really good. Uh, how, we, we probably did about an hour and a half almost, right? Yeah, look at that, hour that 16. Good. So listen, it's been great. Hey, my right?
1: goal was to become your favorite Canadian. If you no, want I'll to tell call you me what, back for any you, you, questions it, you, or you, call me down to visit, I, I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I, I'm glad I, to have
0: you back on. Yeah, I learned so much. You know, we what we have, uh, we try to get a lot of people. We ha- you know we have some friends in Florida, and we're trying to uh, expand our um, you know guest pool. But it's amazing how much you learn from other people, and uh, you know. But you're right. There's a, there's probably ninety percent we all do the same thing. And when you're yeah. telling the stories, it's like, I, it's our stories, you know I mean? It, it, I could go anywhere in the world and, you know, if we, uh, Saudi Arabia, Australia, anywhere in the world, and you get another lifeguard and we know exactly what we, we each know. Yeah. And it's great. And, uh, but there's a little, there's the variations that are, are pretty neat to know, you know? And, uh, and that's
1: the cool part. When you talk to a different lifeguard, you learn a new trick yeah. and it makes you a better lifeguard in the yeah. long run. Like Absolutely. I've, I've learned so much from, Talking to Australian friends and and it, you know people yeah. from England and and yeah. Italy even when I was over there like it was amazing
0: yeah
1: you know yeah. and and to and to your point Mike I mean we're all lifeguards I mean even when I go and fill out like my wife gives me you know crap for it because I'll go to the bank and fill out you know something for an account and I'll say profession I'll always put lifeguard slash paramedic because <laughs> I'm a lifeguard first man. <laughs> Like I've been a lifeguard since I was 17. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all it comes down
0: to. You know, I, I, uh, when I, when I, I started, uh, uh, I don't know how many years ago I worked for about 10 years before Irma hit down a crib and I worked, uh, did vascular surgery down in British Virgin islands and I got to know the lifeguards. They actually, the, the head lifeguard, I, I did some, you know, some vein surgery on them. And I tell you, when I wasn't working and on the weekends, I mean, that's where I hung out. And I became such good friends with those guys and they, you know, let me have the boards and I go out and, I mean, it was just it was just the greatest time. And that really made that uh, experience down there probably, uh, you know, b- b- so much nicer because I, I, I was brought in under their wing. And they really, you know, we had a great time. They, uh, it was they- like
1: when I visited in Hawaii, I walked up to a tower and said, can I borrow a paddleboard? It's Like, who are you? Yeah. I'm a lifeguard. Yeah. I was like, prove it. I got on the paddleboard for a couple of hours. It's like, yep, you're good, dude. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, we, we, I got carte blanche down in Florida. You know, we got Jerry down there. I mean, how many years? I, I remember when uh, uh, because he lived up here, and, and he's one of the, um, I think he's uh, uh, su- a lieutenant or something. Yeah, he's he's like second in command, you know, uh, of the Miami Beach Patrol. And I remember one time I was down there, because I used to go down there. I had a friend of mine who owned a condo down there. He's a plastic surgeon buddy of mine. And we and I remember I go up to Jerry, and I, I called him. I'm coming down, and he's there, and, and it's, ah, it's probably a Saturday, and I'm talking to him. And he's, uh, now, that beach... Part of that beach is topless, you know. So these about seven, eight girls come up and they're asking questions to, to Jerry, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, hopefully, you know," like, I don't see that every day in New Jersey. And he didn't even blink an eyelash, and they walked away. And I go, "He goes, I, Mike, I see it all the time." Doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> so hey, I Sean, thinking. I wanted
1: to ask you real quick if I could. Um, I know, I know you've spoken to. I think it's Tyler had the beach house down there that the lifeguards hang out at. Yeah. We've got the lifeguard cottage up in grand band, the LGC lifeguard. The LGC.
0: Cottage. Oh, the the lifeguard
1: cottage. And we all end up with nicknames. Do you guys end up with nicknames on the towers or?
2: Oh yeah. Um, they call me key cause, uh, my last name is McKee. So they just call me key Tyler. Yeah. They used to call Durr. Actually Cashmore is, has a couple of, oh, I got names. a lot. Yeah. We call him cash where we're from, but, uh, some people call him shoes.
0: You know, what, you know what? You know what? I tell you what—it's probably you. will appreciate this. Back in the day, when um, the the movie came out, Lifeguard. Remember, Lifeguard. Yeah, with, with I, Sam Elliott. Right. Well, I, that was—they, you know—they used to bust my balls on the beach. You know, they used to call me Sam Elliott. Why? I don't know why, but you know, and we we had the speaker system, right? And we would have a lost kid. We even do it now. So if a little lost kid comes up. And we have like on weekend maybe you know thirty forty of them. We'll go we'll go uh, you know transmit up to the headquarters. Uh, this is Sumner Avenue. We got a little lost boy, five years old. Name is John. And they would announce it over the last week. Anybody looking for a little boy, John, report to the lifeguard at Sumner Avenue. Well, what we would do is and this is back in the day. We don't do that anymore. But we would, they would call up and go, hey, we have a little boy. Uh, uh, his last name is Elliot. First name is Sam. And then next thing you know, you go, Sam, anybody looking for a little boy? Sam Elliot, you know, Sam
2: Elliot. <laughs> Scott, so, uh, yeah. what nickname did, did they call you? I think, I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, uh, what's your, yeah, what Well,
1: you... so we, uh, so the lifeguards where I work, we end up with two nicknames. Basically, we end up with our lifeguard initials and we end up with our lifeguard nickname. My lifeguard nickname is Barney. Okay. Because Barney Ruddle, Barney Rubble, from Rumble. the Flintstones. Oh, wow. right, 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 right. So I was I was Barney on the beach, but my lifeguard initials were RB Ranger Bob,
2: Uh-oh. because
1: prior to working in the when I was going through like university in that I used to work in the our provincial park system like your state park. So I was a park ranger, and one day down on the beach we get these. Um, they're not poisonous, but they're water snakes and sometimes they usually stay in the river because they go after frogs and everything but every time the the river effluent gets like really fierce it'll blow them out they'll swim around the pier they'll end up on the beach well any kid that sees it will start throwing rocks and sticks at it hmm. so me it's like well they're they're harmless like they're actually doing a good part for the ecosystem so i went down with my rescue can put it on its back grabbed it by the head and walked it over and put it in the riverside of the pier and watched it swim away my beach captain Rayon He's like, "What are you like Ranger Bob or something?" <laughs> oh, so
0: there you go. Yeah. So that's that
1: was my lifeguard initials. It was RB yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. So yeah,
0: that's cool. And we
1: get like, there's there's Nut, there's oh the pilot, uh, Spider Man. Ooh. Usually for things that somebody does on the beach. Sometimes a play on their name and and that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's amazing. After a while, it really
2: is all the same <laughs> everywhere you go. Huh? We, we, it used is.
1: To,
0: we, we, used, we used to have, um, you know, it's, it's funny because I've been doing it for such a long time. One of the things that I, I, I uh, we liked and we stopped doing it for a while, we haven't brought it back, is we, when we had our banquet, we would have gag, gag gifts, you know. And uh, something that happened, uh, you know, try not to be too... Uh, controversial, but, and and, 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 you know, just to goof on like, you know, Ranger Bob or something that somebody did fall in a hole. Like we had one guy, he swam out on a rescue with his hood on and time to get out there, you know, it was all, those sleeves were hanging on I me. Mean, it was, they didn't take their clothes off going in the water, things like that. So we, we used to have a lot of fun, but uh, you know, that's the, that's the great thing. I, I used to take the guys out on every Sunday, not every Sunday, but every other Sunday up on the boardwalk and we'd, I'd buy them all pizza and, you know, that that was a lot of fun. And uh, we still try to do that. What are you going to say? I'm just know? trying to think of other nicknames, nicknames we, uh, we've we had over the years.
2: Well, we had some kid who his first week, it was this year, uh, came in with a ponytail. Uh, he, they made our, our bosses made him cut it. You know what I'm talking about now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. for his whole career, we always just call him now Ponytail Mike. <laughs> he doesn't even have the long hair anymore but he's ponytail Mike for life. Yeah, we, we usually
0: We have
1: we have a guy named Beardo, and he had to shave off his beard yeah. for his other job and it was like and he's still Beardo, even though he's his yeah. clean face. Yeah, we don't like, change him. Either. Who the heck well, is you know
0: Beardo? What I do. I, I I kill I kill their names. I kid around the names. We got one, well, you know, I will call like, you know, Houndday, Houndday yeah, sauce. Yeah, Yeah. So I'll call him Hollandaise sauce. Get over here. And then the other kid his name is uh, stuff How do you pronounce this? Stiff I call him Stiffneck. Oh yeah, Stalkneck is real name. Stalkneck. I call him Stiffneck. Get over here. He's <laughs> he's a young kid 16 years old you know i mean the first year he made this big rescue you know and so uh i kid around with him i try to you know when it when it shoots my lines when it hits the fan i, I try to make them laugh and, and you know because they i mean it's it's it's, it's it, it really gets them sometimes so yeah i that's what i do i give i kid around with their names like we I all wait you. for our nickname yeah.
1: because when you're talking over the radio it's it's in order to keep things kind of you know a little bit code
2: oh yeah, yeah. you know
1: like so by using the handle over the radio. It's like, Hey, you know, to Zorro come in. Well, it's like, Oh, yeah, hey, I'm here just differentiates and and then when you end up with like three mics on the team or whatever it's like well, wait a second which one are we talking yeah. to you know? yeah mike of- k mike r mike what
0: yeah we we have some characters too so we we have, we have one guy he like he was talking about he had the he had the mullet and then he um uh, then he uh he was wearing what he is he was a young kid he had, he wore he the shorts he picked out were so tight right and he and he and he, and he right you yeah, know he's how, a big kid he picked the smallest shorts right so he, he had defines. these tight shorts on and I look at him, then, he, then we have whistles. You know, we give him a, a halyard. You know, it's like the, the traditional USLA, whatever you buy from the company. He takes and uh, gets two whistles he puts on. Now, this is a rookie, you know. Two whistles, and he got this stupid lanyard. It's like uh, black and white stripes. He's got the mullet hairdo, tight shorts. And I call him up. I go, what? I said, what what are you doing? I said, you know, I said, first of all, what do you need two whistles for? Uh, What what was his excuse? What was it? I think 2 chains was his inspiration.
2: The the rapper, you know who he is? I I go, no. I
0: said, one whistle. That's it. You got one. You don't need two whistles. Number one. Number two is, uh, I said, listen, you look like, I said, you look fat. So here's why I did psychology. I said, well, you look fat with those shorts on. I said, listen, let's get you a pair of shorts and I got him the biggest ones I could get. They were way too big for him. He put them on. And I said, Look, you look you look like a stud now. You look so skinny. And then <laughs> yeah. he started wearing them. But then he had the mullet hairdo. And we had another guy on the beach who had the mullet. And um, what happened was he, he, he didn't shave the mullet, but he had his mustache. And I said, Listen, you either shave both or you grow the mustache back because he looks so funny. But this kid and him had a kind of war. And then the, the, the first kid, he actually came in one day and his hair was blonde. He oh, bleached yeah. it. He looked like the Tiger King. <laughs> See, the first thing I would have said if if somebody's wearing a double
1: whistle, it's like, what are you? D.W. It's like, I, you
0: know, we we get stuck. And then in one by one beach, but my buddy, uh, he was telling they 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 had some kids on the beach who, this one kid came from big money, you know, big money, the parents, you know, and he had he put his whistle on a solid gold chain. <laughs> like a, a thick gold chain and they go nah 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 nah, nah. you either take that off or pff, you're done you know so we we, we get that kind of stuff it, uh, the the um you know uh, we we have all different kind of people and we have you know a lot of girls in the beach now and sometimes you know they they have a lot of jewelry on so we you know they, they we try to you know keep down but it's, it's pretty neat though that we have a lot of fun we we do oh, yeah. they're all good kids we kind of you know give them a little hard time but, uh, you know, but he came around, that one, the one with the mullet. He really, he, in, in the beginning of the season, he was not the best swimmer. Yeah, he, he's a good kid, though. He's a good kid. I like him, you know. And uh, that's one thing that we do. We get them on the beach. They're young. They're 16, 17. And that's one of the things that I love about the beach show. I watch these kids. I mean, I watched him when he was, you know, how old were you when you started? 16? Yeah, 18, 17. Yeah, and how old are you now? 25. Now. Yeah, and I watch these kids grow up, and I watch them, you know, get better. And uh, like the one kid with the mullet I was talking about, is um, um, his name is Nick. I tell you what, he really, he's really matured, uh, really well. And uh, it's good for us, you know. I mean, it makes us feel good that we're doing something like that. So, so what do you say? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's almost an well, hour and a half time. Flies, everybody so. has
1: my email, so don't share oh, it with the world. But absolutely, be you want to get in again. touch with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we, we we love. We we're um you know like I said we we're always here. We we try to do at least one show a week, and uh, uh, we uh, we love our technology here. You know, and did you see our studio? You know, we have our we can't see anything here. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have a pretty nice studio here, and we have a lot of equipment, and um, we love it. this picture is great. It really looks good. We haven't had any here. I'm
1: with my iPod earphones.
0: No, you're doing great. <laughs> I, I, it, we can actually <laughs> on, really well. on our end. We could actually um, manipulate your picture and and sound but you're doing really well that's the nice thing about this program and we could actually put a background green background you don't have to talk about the no 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 the anyway with with, with, yeah, know, <laughs> with, with, uh, uh, with waves and everything yeah. sean right, it wouldn't be the same show if catch didn't go off somewhere <laughs> <I know. laughs> off topic well listen scott it's been a pleasure i tell you what uh you give the profession uh, i mean, i'm so proud i mean you're a professional and uh you know you're you're, you're a great storyteller. And it just, uh, you know, you're, you're the kind of, you know, quality guy that I, you know, I, that we all try to, you know, ha- that we have in our, in our in a lifeguarding. Uh, I think this perception that, you know, we're a bunch of idiots and, and uh, you know, we don't know what we're doing, uh, it's, that's not the case. So, listen, I thank you. Uh, great interview. Uh, well, you could watch this, and, you know, uh, like I said, YouTube, you know, um, uh, Facebook and uh, Rubble. A rumble excuse me everybody please, rumble. Rumble. Uh, rumble. please
2: like and subscribe yeah and um, barney, barney rumble
0: and we'll have this on spotify and barney uh, apple rumble. Pa- yeah you'll be on spotify in about 10 minutes too so well, listen <laughs> we're definitely going to have you back on if you t- if you'll have us we'll we'll have you and hey. uh, we'll We'll try to get some uh what we'll do is next time we'll get some questions for you
2: absolutely about
0: uh you. we I was going to hit you up with the lake haran and all you know with the Indians and everything and you know uh the last Mohicans sure Huron Huron excuse me uh, <laughs> we were going to go with that but we, we, we i decided not You opted uh, out yeah opted out but listen it's been a pleasure um uh thank you very much and uh, Scott, uh, if you yeah, l-
2: you if you know it uh please go ahead
0: hey okay well let's let's get we'd like to
1: thank you for another safe day we hope you have a safe trip home here's from the grand bend beach patrol getting wet breaking hearts saving lives stay out and stay Stay alive thank you
0: thank you very much scott all right well take care you have a nice uh nice rest of your week okay thank you take care cheers
1: friends